And what a busy organic gardener he is. Uh, he will be back at the convention center. That uh, incredible home fall show is underway the final day. Been a great couple of days for Doug. We've been talking to John DeSantis the last couple of days, simply raving about Mr. Oster and all of the fans that show up to say hi to him each and every time he makes his uh, pilgrimage to the convention center. And this is the very first ever fall home show, if you will. So we'll talk to Doug about that. He's got lots of things on his mind he wants to get to. And he wants to hear from you. So first come, first serve, 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. You can find out more about Doug at DougOstra.com. But as we always do, we begin the Organic Garden with an opportunity to give something very special to some lucky listener. If you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you win a $25 gift certificate to Sorgles in that great community of Wexford. Ladies and gentlemen, that man about town, Mr. Doug Oster. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Rob. And as Rob mentioned, today is the last day of the fall version of the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show. I will be there from 4 to 6 p.m. It's at the David Lawrence Convention Center. I'm in the farm to table of Western Pennsylvania section, and there's lots of great local food all around me, <laughs> which has been awesome. I've got some amazing garlic goat cheese I've bought, some spicy Barbecue sauce, uh, a really nice, robust, uh, extra virgin olive oil, and even uh, picked up some Jenny Lee Bakery cinnamon bread yesterday. So uh, this is it, the, the last day. Uh, interesting to be at the convention center this time of the year again, but it's, I've seen so many uh, fans. It's been so much fun to talk to everybody, and uh, I've got some free seeds for you. Uh, this perpetual spinach, it's a type of Swiss chard, but it grows more like spinach, and Believe it or not, you could start it right now and then hopefully pick it all winter long. And that leads me into the the weather. And looking at the long-term forecast, still no frost in sight, which is this is a very very long season. And I've looked at lots of gardens that uh, still have stuff going like crazy, you know, tomatoes. But mostly, I see lots of. Lots of peppers, including in my own garden. You know, peppers a lot of times take a long time to come to fruition. Well, they've had a long time to come to fruition uh, this year. And I'm finally, finally going to pick some figs from an outside tree. And so I'm excited about that. I don't know if you remember, we had Steve Stephen Biggs on the show. He is a fig expert from Toronto, Canada. And so he gave me some ideas and how to get this tree ready for the end of the season. And if you go to DougOster.com, you can read all of his tips. You know, it's too early to start doing anything with that tree. With It's filled with figs, and I just looked yesterday, and a couple started to swell up, and I bet you I'll be picking today. And that's so exciting because I'll tell you what, I was ready to give up on figs. You know, I, I have one in a container that I take in and out of the unheated greenhouse, and that one was filled with figs. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but I've, I've had really struggled with the outdoor figs, the, the big tree. I don't have full sun, which is a problem. Uh, but this tree, when I brought it up uh, in the spring, it was uh, all still good above ground. What happens is when it gets too cold for a fig tree, it won't kill it. It'll kill the top, and then it has to start all over from the bottom and you know, put up new branches and new stems and a new trunk. And so it's always better to have um, that top part living when you uh, bring it up in the spring. And I want to tell you about a wonderful day I had yesterday. I was at the uh, Blonix 
Harvest Festival in the Blahniks Community Garden. And I'm telling you, I had the best group of kids. We were planting bulbs together. Uh, my friends at flowerbulbs.com donated a bunch of early cheer daffodils. And I couldn't believe how, how excited these kids were to plant bulbs. They were actually, and I mean, we're talking anywhere from four or five all the way up to 11, 12, 13 year old kids, all excited to get actually get the drill, <laughs> dig, a, dig a hole with the power planter auger, and then put those bulbs in. And, you know, after I showed them how to do the first one, they were off to the races. We just, I just can't tell you how thrilling it was to see these kids so excited about gardening. But one of the funniest things was they started, you know, experimenting with the peppers that are in the community garden. There was a Hungarian hot wax and jalapenos. And they started nibbling on them. And I was make, I'm making a video of all this. And, uh, you know, jalapeno and hot pepper or a hot Hungarian are they're they're spicy, but they're not like. But for kids, it was it was pretty funny to watch them. And so I just had the the best time. And that community garden is just uh, it's just really amazing. Uh, they that's the garden I was looking at yesterday. They had uh, sweet potatoes, uh, just taking over the garden. Uh, giant kale trees, kale trees. That's what I would describe them. You know, cosmos blooming and lots of peppers left uh, just look good. If you have a community garden or if you want to start a community garden, hook up with me at DougOster.com. I'd be happy to help you in any way I could. Now, talking about flowerbulbs.com, they don't sell bulbs. bulbs. They're like me. They're encouraging people to plant bulbs. I want you to plant bulbs. So today, if you'd like to win a package of 50 mixed daffodils, this is a, a seasonal mix that provides three months of blooms. It comes from flowerbulbs.com. Just go to dougoster.com, hit the contact button, and type the word daffodils, and you'll be entered. I'll, I'll pick the winner on Tuesday, and I'd love for you to get those bulbs. But if you don't win these, start thinking about planting bulbs. I'm telling you, the easiest way to do it is using that bulb auger. It's just a, a type of drill bit. I use one from a company called Power Planter. It's made in the USA. It's, it's tough as nails. Again, none of these companies are paying me to say this. This is what I do. This is what I use. This is a tool I've used for, geez, I think since, I don't know when. This this particular one says maybe 2015. Uh, so if you'd like to win 50 mixed daffodils, like I said, go to dougoster.com, hit that contact button, and type in the word daffodils. Oh, it's been quite a season. Uh, and <laughs> next spring I am taking people to the Super Bowl of garden shows it's the chelsea flower show and uh, it's just something i think it's on every gardener's bucket list it is just the most amazing collection of of gardens and gardening and gardening tools and and guard it's just it's just amazing after that we're going over to holland and we're seeing this thing that's on my bucket list that i've never seen i was thinking about this actually it's called floriad if I don't see it this year, by the time it comes around next time, I'll be 72. So I want to see it now. It's 143 acres of gardens, gardens, gardens in Holland. And if you'd like to come with me, i got a few seats left. It, it, believe it or not, even though it's in May, people are ready. Uh, it, it's close to selling out. So just go to DougOster.com. All the information is there. Getting lots of questions, and we've talked about it before on the show, but I just want to cover it real quick again about maple trees. 
and those leaves dying back. This is a fungal issue, and there's a bunch of different fungal issues out there. In general, most of them, it's just it's it's going to take care of these leaves now. The tree is going to be fine. They're not even, you know, when I talk to the arborist from Davy Tree, they're not even going to treat it next spring. So in general, it's nothing to worry about. There there is one disease in there that that can be a little bit more serious, but don't worry too much about it. Uh, it's because of uh, the combination of wet and humid, and maple trees do get fungal issues, and that's just what happens to to them. All right, Rob, how are we doing on time? All right, before we go to a break, uh, so tell me, Mick Jagger ends up at Phipps. How did that happen? That's pretty funny, actually, because uh, when I saw that picture of him, and he was uh, he posted a picture at Phipps in the tropical forest. No one from Phipps knew he was in the building. If you can believe that, he this what? is a, this is a yeah. No one knew he came in as a regular person, and I don't know how he's doing it. He, I mean, I'm sure he's with other people. You know, he's certainly going to have a bodyguard in today's day and age. But he's he's going, every city that he goes to, he's going undercover and getting a picture. You know, in Charlotte, it was at a dive bar. Pittsburgh, it was at Phipps. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of fun actually. And so yeah, no one. There's nobody that. Uh, at, at Phipps, I sent a message as soon as saw the picture. Saw the picture. They said, "This is the first we've seen it. We saw the picture." <laughs> I think it's kind of funny, right. you know. So I'm sure he's wearing a hat and sunglasses, sticking back, not talking. You know, I think the English accent <laughs> would kind of give it away. Uh, so somebody else must be buying the tickets, and then he goes through Phipps like a regular person. So well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I've been following him on Twitter and seeing some of these pictures. He looks great, Doug. I mean, I mean know, the guy looks great. 70, 78, yeah. And then uh, the show was, was killer. Uh, it, was, it was a good show. Uh, <laughs> you know, every Stone show has its uh, share of stories, but we were able to sneak down pretty close, you know, 10 rows back from the small stage. And so that was pretty exciting for me. Nice. You know, I've seen him every time through since 1978. So I, I just I have to think that's the last time. You know, how, how much longer can you do at 78 years old running around that stage like a 20-year-old? Just remember, Doug, every time they say they're done, they come back. So I would not be shocked if the Rolling Stones don't roll into Pittsburgh again, but uh, truly the greatest rock and roll band ever. All right, short break. Right to your phone calls coming up. Doug Oster, DougOster.com, The Organic Gardener, Rob Pratt Sunday, KDKA. Good morning. All right, we're taking calls right till 8 o'clock. No misses, no at all today, but that means your opportunity to get all of your questions answered with Doug. He'll be at the... Fall Home Show, David L. Lawrence Convention Center, final time later today. So get down and enjoy yourself, and good time going to be had by one and all. But again, 866-391-1020, we have some lines available. Let's start off with uh, one of his favorite topics, tomato plants. Here's John. John, you're up next on KDK. How are you? Yeah, uh, I'm looking for the old beefsteak tomato plants. Anybody in the area have them? Well, it's too late for that right now, but... uh... You know, next spring, usually your big local nursery should have something to fill the bill. Uh, you know, when you're talking about old beefsteak, you're talking about heirlooms. And so heirlooms are varieties that have been in the trade for 50 years or longer. And there's a lot of good old-fashioned beefsteaks out there. You know, uh, one is called Brandywine. And so just about every nursery... In next spring is going to have brandy wine in there. That's a big, meaty one where you cut just one slice and put it, in, and that's enough for a sandwich. That's what I'm looking for, the big, ugly one. 
Okay, big ugly one. One of the big ugly ones is Brandywine. And now remember, put this on your calendar. Next year, I'll be back at Sorgles giving away plants for one called uh, Limbaugh Legacy Potato Top. That is a big, pink, ugly beefsteak tomato with just one anywhere from one pound to five pounds uh, size tomato. And I'll be giving that plant away at Sorgles next year. I don't, you know, at this point, I have no idea when, but it'll be during planting season. So keep listening and keep looking. And next season, we'll get you hooked up with a really good old fashioned, ugly <laughs> heirloom tomato. Thanks for your call. All right, you know, that's not nice. You're going to hurt that tomato's feelings. You realize that. <laughs> well, you know what the thing about them? When you, it's only a, gard, only a gardener can love a tomato like that. that you see that uh, John wants that tomato, even though it's ugly. He wants that tomato that uh, looks that way because of their flavor, man. And you know how it is, Rob. Oh, uh, I that, know. That homegrown tomato, is there's just nothing like it. Nothing like it. Let's go to John and McMurray. Hey, John, you're on the air with Doug Oster. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, listen, every year I get a fungus in my grass, probably starting around June when it gets to be a little moist and humid. Uh, every year I treat it with uh, a, probably a bio-advanced product or spectricide that you spray. And it takes care of it for a month, and i got to do it again. Is there anything that you can put in the soil that would kill that fungus? Because I know it must live in the soil. So are we talking about red thread that when you walk through your lawn, yes. you've got red, that? Yeah. Red okay. thread and rust. Uh, yeah. You know, to, to tell you the truth, there, there's a bunch of, bunch of different things when we go into our lawn talking about these fungal issues. First off is drainage. You know, what's the soil like? It's more about that. You're never going to, you're never going to get rid of these uh, fungal spores. But something like red thread doesn't really need to be treated unless it's driving you nuts. And it drives me nuts. <laughs> okay, it drives you nuts. Well, since this show is called the Organic Gardener, all we would do is we would use an organic fungicide to get rid of that red thread for you. Okay. Usually, we just let the grass outgrow it. But if it's driving you nuts, uh, just some type of organic fungicide will work. If you go to the nursery, you just say, hey, uh, what what do I do for red thread? Uh, but, yeah, as far as putting something in the soil, not really. You, uh, those spores are just everywhere, and there's no way to stop them in that manner. Uh, again, you know, it's all weather-related. It's all drainage-related. You know, every lawn reacts differently to moisture and humidity, and it it is basically about the drainage uh, and and what's happening there. If it stays wet, it's going to be it's going to uh, perpetuate those spores and they're going to go nuts. And as I said, you know, for the rest of us, it doesn't drive us crazy. Red thread it comes and goes. It's it's just the way it is. So uh, some kind of fungicide will do the trick for you. All right, listen, we got about a minute to the break. I want to remind everyone if you want to get in. A phone call today to Doug. He's taking your calls right up to the top of the hour. Number is uh, 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. Southern Cooking Soul Food coming up next hour on the Coons Cooking Hour. My dear friend, longtime chef, now from the club at Shadow Lakes, Art Manji will drop by for a couple of segments, plus we'll take your phone calls. And then it's the A-team, the quarter, the course, the fourth quarter, the final quarter of 
2021 sneak peek into 2022. Everything that is financial news and notes to help you build a stronger financial portfolio. Jamie Meredith, Chief Investment Officer, Brian Coble, and more. Hepburn Tillotson, your money in you, 9 a.m. to 11. Then we'll break down the Steelers' news and notes that you need to know. The National Football League before they take on Denver, where they are a half-point underdog. That line obviously can change. We'll pick our weekly winners against the spread. We'll preview the upcoming Penguin season, talk a little Major League Baseball Divisional Series action, the PGA Tour, and more. That's hometown cooking, plus some great news when it comes to college football from yesterday. For those who love those really exciting nail biters, Alabama gets upset by Texas A&M. Penn State loses to Iowa. Pitt getting ready to take on Virginia Tech, who lost on a last-second field goal to Notre Dame. So lots coming up today. Rob Pratt Sunday, Odyssey, 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDKA. All right, 10th caller right now wins a $25 gift certificate to Janoski's in Clinton. 412-922-1020. Pumpkin Land for this Sunday begins at 10 a.m. So, again, 10th caller wins that $25 gift certificate. 412-922-1020. Doug, taking your phone calls. Uh, let's go to Bill. He's been waiting patiently. Bill, good morning and welcome to KDK. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I have a question. I have a rhododendron bush. But I'd call it a tree. Uh, it's about 14 feet high, uh, probably 12. Oh, it's that big around. I have people come and take pictures of it when it blooms. And uh, I want to cut this thing back. It's just like it's uh, how far can I cut it safely back? I don't want to kill it, but uh, it's... Uh, I've got four acres of ground, and I've got a lot of uh, maples and everything, and I've uh, and uh, this thing is just right on the edge of, and it's just like it's unbelievable. So, first off, this is the wrong time of the year to do it, with a, especially with a, an amazing specimen like that. Whatever you cut off now, you'll be cutting off flowers. So, so. If you have okay. to do this, if you have to do this, you do it immediately after it's done blooming. We never take off more than one third of the uh, entire size of a shrub. But I would caution you just to be very careful. This sounds like an amazing, spectacular plant, and if it's not in the way, it might might you might think about letting it do its thing. Uh, because if people are, if it's that spectacular, the people are stopping to take pictures. That is a beautiful rhododendron. And so if you do feel when you get to the spring and it's just as soon as it – if you wait too long in the spring after it's done blooming, it's going to start putting buds on and it's going to be the same problem as now. You're going to start hacking at it and you'll you'll lose flowers for the next year. So we, the timing is critical. But when you get in there, it, it's done very carefully. First off, these plants are always, always – and I talk about this – at length, almost every week, going to reach their genetic size. They're, they're, that's what they want. They want to reach their genetic height and size, and many don't stop. They slow down when they get mature, but they don't stop. And so you might be fighting a losing battle. Uh, but, uh -huh. again, if, we're gonna, if you're going to get in there in the spring, do it carefully. Uh, do a little research on pruning. And you want to go all the way back down to to the plant, take that um, main branch off that's coming off it, that, that's either too tall or or too long, and then step back and look at it. 
uh, to be sure you're not taking too much away or you're not changing the shape too dramatically. Again, you've got something that's a, a showstopper in the neighborhood. Uh, just think of it very carefully as you're working on it next spring, okay? Okay, well, it's got buds. It's got buds on it. There are three, I'd say three to four inches around. They're beautiful themselves. <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, yeah, oh, I know it. I know it. I would I would hate for you to lose those flowers for next year. That's why we're going to wait until next spring to do do the cutting. If it was me, I'm just telling you, I would let that thing just go and let it do its thing as long as it's not in the way uh, because it's not hurting anything, and it's just going to continue to grow and be a beautiful showstopper in the spring. Thanks so much for your call. All right, let's go to Dan and McCandless up next for Doug. Hi, Dan. How are you? Oh, pretty good, guys. Uh, Doug, I got a... Uh... I want to kill weeds without killing the grass. Can I use straight vinegar or should I use Roundup? Neither. Uh, first off, for an organic gardening pro- uh, program, we're never going to talk about Roundup. But if you put that stuff on, you're going to kill everything. So the way to deal with weeds in the grass with, without affecting the grass is to use a product that overdoses of what we call broadleaf weeds. That means basically dandelions, uh, hopefully creeping Charlie, anything with, with enough, uh, you know, like a thick foliage as opposed to the grass. And there's a couple of different ways that they, they overdose it. They'll overdose it on iron and sometimes use something called fatty acids. But basically, uh, probably the easiest thing for you to find uh, is is from Bayer, and it's called Natria, N-A-T-R-I-A, but there are different types of Natria. So go to your local nursery garden center, one of our sponsors, tell them you want to deal with these broadleaf weeds without affecting the grass, and really the only way to do it safely is to use this uh, these ones that overdose it. I like the type that overdose with iron because the iron, the grass loves the iron, but the broadleaf weed can't stand the iron, and again, it can't hurt you. It can't hurt uh, the, the the soil life underneath. That's the one thing that that you have to remember here. All these things that are underneath the the grass in the soil, you know, you throw Roundup on there or some other chemical, it's killing everything underneath there. And so, by by selectively choosing a product that will solve your problem, but keep the uh, Mother Nature going underneath uh, to keep that grass growing strong. Uh, it's a win-win for everybody. Hey, listen, you spent a little time out on the farm with Mike Janowski. Tell me about it. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Uh, you know, I went out there. I was out in that area. went out. Uh, I, had, I always have to sneak in to get my produce because they always just want to give me a deal. That, that's not right. And so I snuck in, got my produce. Then I go around and I find uh, actually Stephen first, uh, uh, Mike's son. And we had a ball. You know, he had spent an hour... <laughs> putting these uh, beautiful red peppers, uh, hot peppers, onto a, a string. And it, mu- it, mu- it was a, an entire bushel. And, boy, I'd love to have that hanging in my kitchen, I'm telling you. And then I made this slow-motion video of this machine uh, that washes and sorts potatoes. Oh, they had a heck of a year for potatoes out there. And that's what Mike was doing when I was talking to Steve, and he was out digging potatoes. So I needed garlic. And I am telling you, I, I'm getting lots of questions from people. You know, I'm at the home show. Today's the last day from 4 to 6. But at the home show, people are asking me, where do I get my garlic? Where do I get my garlic? They have it out at Janoski's, and I, I've probably said this every week since I've known they've had it out there. 
homegrown garlic, so we know it's hardy, we know that it's good, and it's a variety called music that I love, and they're huge heads, and you can buy them as food, and they're cheap. They're very, very inexpensive, and it is great garlic. If you can get out there, that's where to get your garlic. You're going to, you know me, I don't want you spending too much money. <laughs> I want you to save your money. Go out there and get um, get their garlic. And I, I bought 10 pounds, so <laughs> I think I'm set, but I, I might need more. It, this is good-looking stuff. But, you know, driving through those fields with Mike, it, it's just amazing to see, you know, just the potatoes, the, the peppers were just so prolific. But we also talk about the struggles and, and certainly on a bigger scale for, for Mike than, than us as gardeners, but we have the same struggles, whether it's insects, uh, drought, you know, whatever it is, theirs is just on a bigger scale. And so uh, I just enjoy my time driving around the field and, and, and picking his brain about what they're dealing with and how they do things. You know, one thing that, that I keep forgetting to talk about that he tells me, because they, they're really into their garlic growing, is they plant this cover crop called buckwheat in any field that's going to be planted with garlic. And the buckwheat, you know, holds that good soil in place, and then they till it in, and it becomes a green manure. That's what a cover crop is. We can do the same thing in our garden. Usually we do that at the end of the season. And, uh, you know, uh, tomatoes come out, winter rye or some other uh, cover crop go in. It sits in place, it's good for beneficial insects, and then we till it in in the spring, and it, it gives that soil fertility, Rob. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll come back. Hey, we got wide-open phone banks, so if you want to get a call in here, call us now, 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020, number to dial to be a part of the show. Uh, Mr. Know-It-All is taking the day off, but Doug's ready to take your phone call, so light them up, folks. One more segment with Doug today on The Organic Gardener, and find out everything about what he does every day at DougOster.com. Yeah, the final segment down to about five minutes left in the broadcast. So let's get right to the phone. Say hi to Karen in Fawn Township. Karen, welcome to KDK. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Uh, I have a border. Uh, it's sort of a privacy border of burning bush. And the top is real thick and nice, but the bottom is bare. How can I trim? How and when can I trim those so that they look you know, natural? It's, you, you have to be careful. You know, the nice thing about a burning bush is that any time of the year that you want to, you can do that trimming. But we need to figure out what's going on with that, with the bush and the way that it's growing. Uh, is it out in full sun or is it part shade? What's the conditions? It's, it's full sun. Okay. So uh, to get that to leaf out a little bit in the bottom, might, might actually want to give it just a little bit of fertilizer in the spring. And so okay. something like a, a, a garden tone is easy to find, inexpensive and organic, and sure. that should give that should give you some new growth on the bottom. Just by trimming the top is not going to make the bottom leaf out, and so that's what we need to work on. We need to make sure the plant, you know, burning bush is basically it grows like a weed. It's tough as nails, right? Uh, but sometimes, but sometimes can use a little bit of help with a little bit of granular fertilizer to get some growth on the bottom, uh, get the whole thing going. Uh, uh, do you do much pruning on it at all, or let it do its thing? We let it do its thing. Well, that's what I would recommend, actually. And just let's make it a little bit happier in the spring with that garden tone. Like it's about eight bucks a bag. Uh, no, I think and I have some. Uh, there you go. Uh, so um, apply, well, wait until the, the spring. Best time, the best. The best time to apply is in the spring. 
You don't want to push out much new growth now because it won't have time to harden off before we, if, okay. if we do get so Some people here. say, well, because it's so heavy at the top, it's not getting the sun at the bottom. Um, and yeah, I don't want to know, just do a straight across trim, but um, so you're just saying let it go. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're getting plenty of light, so that, that's not the issue, you know. Uh, it, it, will, it, it will always want to reach its its shape that, that that that's how they grow you know and if you want more growth on the bottom you just have to make sure that it, it's it's happy because it's certainly getting the light that it needs and okay. by by making it a little happier I, I think you'll get a little bit more growth on the bottom there all right let's take one more call jp in westview last call for doug oster good morning jp hey good morning doug uh thanks for taking the call i've got a soil test back from my lab and it's um it said i have the pH of my front lawn is 5.5, and it recommended a lot of lime, of course, to bring it up. But it says ground pulverized or pelletized. Is there a difference as far as the grass cares? Either one will work fine, but I'm going to suggest one more thing for you because you do have to use so much lime. Yes. There's a pro- said to a apply it in two different things about a month to six months apart. Yeah, but there's this product from Jonathan Green called Magic Cal. So it's the word magic magical. Cal? Only cow like it's the word. Big... It's the word magical, only split up with Magic Cal. And oh, it's cheaper. So no cow. Yeah, it's cheaper oh, than five bags of oh, lime. Oh, magic calcium. I got you. I got... Right, like calcium. All right. So it's cheaper than cheaper than five bags of lime, and you only have to move one bag, and it's water soluble, so it will change the pH quicker than the lime. And since you're going from five point what five to six five, that's a big you know I know that's just that, that's just a huge as they tell you you know how much lime you're going to need per square feet and and all that. Find the Magic Cal. You can get it just about anywhere, uh, anywhere that carries Jonathan Green products, which would be independent garden centers and also lots of hardware stores. And that will do the trick for you a lot quicker and bring your pH up. And that's important for everybody to know. On your grass, you getting that pH and fertility right will make that grass outgrow the weeds. Thanks very much for your call. Now, I'm going to be answering questions after the show at DougOster.com. That's also where you can enter to win a package of 50 mixed daffodils providing three months of blooms courtesy of flower bulbs. Flower, here we go. You got, thir- you got 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Go, go ahead. Just go to DougOster.com, hit the contact button, type the word daffodil, and I will be at the fall Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show today from 4 to 6. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. I got it in, Rob. You got it in. Good job, Doug. Have a great week. Listen, stay with us. News coming up next at 8. And then Soul Food, Southern Cooking, Art Manchi, the chef at the beautiful Seven Oaks Country Club, just moments away on the Coons Cooking Hour with Joe and Frank Dantisi and me, Rob Pratt, KDKA. Good morning.